0: Now, some of you may know this about me, others of you may not, um, but I uh, am a huge University of Georgia Bulldog fan. Oh, yeah. That's it. Uh, hence why this is, you know, red and black, no big deal. My blood runs red and black. That's how it is. Uh, what you also may not know is that not only am I a huge UGA fan, I actually went to UGA, graduated from UGA. That's where I met my wife. Uh, love, love, love that place. It's incredible. And around this time, as, as students begin looking uh, for, like, what college they're going to go to and parents start kind of getting interested in asking questions, a lot of times they find out that I went to UGA and they start uh, asking questions about UGA, and the number one question I get is like, "Isn't it, isn't it just too big? You know, like, 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 isn't UGA just like it's so massive? I think it's, I think it's too big. Uh, for those of you that don't know, it's there. There are thirty thousand undergraduates at UGA. It's a huge, huge, massive school. And so a lot of times, parents and students get worried because they feel like they're going to get lost in the shuffle, and they're like, I just think it's too big. Um, and so, and so the like number one question is like, isn't it too big? Like, I- I- isn't it terrible? having a school that big? And uh, my answer is no. No, I actually love the fact that it's giant. I love the fact that it's a big school. Uh, And it's not just because like everything is bigger, you know, all the gatherings are bigger. um, Although that's true, they are. Uh, It's not just because all the parties are bigger. Uh, although, you know, I've heard, I've heard uh, that, that they are. Um, I've heard that. Uh, uh, and that is true. However, the number one, re- like the reason that I love UGA being a big school is because it's because the more people there are, the more likely you are to find someone that's just like you. Right. Like like the more people that there are in general, the more you're going to find people that you have like a ton in common with. And, and that was definitely true for me. In fact, my freshman year, I met a guy who was like my identical twin. This guy, this guy was was just like me. Like we had the same same kind of background. We were both tall, both thin. We both had um, giant mouths. Uh, which is true. I, I, have, I have massive mouth in, in both uh, senses of the word. I also have giant, like, horse teeth. I don't know if you've ever looked. They're, they're massive. Uh, and, and so did he, which is good. He and I had, like, the same sense of humor. We had the same background. We had the same faith. Like, there was so much about us that was that was similar. And so because of this, I naturally kind of gravitated towards him. And uh, so he and I were really, really good friends. In fact, he was a groomsman in my wedding. I got a picture of uh, he and I. I think they're going to put it up there right by the fire. So this is... I know. Um, this is me and him. Yeah, yeah, don't. I know. I know you're scared because it's pre-glasses Steve, okay? It's nothing Nothing to be worried about. It's okay. I promise you I have eyebrows. Okay, they're there. You just got to look really hard, but I promise you they're there. Also, uh, notice the bow tie. Can we notice the... Notice, yeah. Yeah, take that, Vineyard Vines. I got you, okay? I got you. Um, so anyways, uh, he and I are really good friends. In fact, not only did we share basically everything, we even shared, and this is true, we even shared the same name. His his name is Steven, spelled exactly the way that my name is, like, true story. And so so obviously, we would, like, pal around with one another. So whenever we would, like, meet someone new, you know, I would, like, introduce myself, and I was like, hey, what's up, my name is Steve. And then this guy would say, hey, my name is Stephen. And then you could see people, like, Oh, wait, what's happening? You know, it was like it was like twilight zone because we're exactly the same. So then what we would always say is like, oh, yeah, we're brothers. That's why mom and dad gave us the same first name. And they were like, oh, well, that. And then it kind of took them a while. And then, and then it was like, no, no, it's last name. Okay, but we're not brothers. Uh, but people believe that because we were so so similar. And so naturally, like, we just gravitated towards hanging out with one another. We did life with one another. Man, I sat with him. He sat with me. Like, everything we did was together. This was just a very natural thing for us. And chances are, chances are, you're, you're probably the same way. Chances are you hang out with people that are just like you. You sit with people that are just like you. You you know, you know naturally kind of do life with people that are just like you. So, so if, if, if you play lacrosse, right, you probably hang out with other people that play lacrosse. Am I right? Yeah? Yeah, because b- because you love lacrosse, because that's kind of your way of life, you want to hang out with people that are like you, and so you hang out with people who play lacrosse. So if you, um, let's say you watch Pretty Little Liars. No one watches that show. That's cool. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah, we got a few. Then chances are you hang out with people that watch pretty little liars, right? Like you want to hang out with people that are just like you. If your favorite band is Zach Brown Band, then chances are you're hanging out with people whose favorite band is Zach Brown Band. And here's why. Here's why. And this is actually in your notes. Because we like people like us. Right? We like people like us. It's 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 just kind of the human condition. It's really natural for us. You hang out with people that are just like you. We like people like us. This is why this is why when you're hanging out with your friends, like you and that friend will be talking and they'll say that they like something and then when you like it too what do you say you say same right <laughs> you say same like say like me too because because this is the way friendships work cuz chances are you hang out with people that are just like you cuz we like people like us right you like people like you i like people like me we like people like us a- and a- have you ever tried i don't know if you've ever done this have you ever tried to actually Hang out with someone that has nothing in common with you. Have you ever done that? It is, it is like the most awkward like 10 seconds of your life. You know what I'm saying? Like like if you're if you're like me, you try to kind of strike up a conversation, and it ends up being a lot like you kind of staring off in the distance, and and you probably say these two words a lot. You probably say, S- so. Um, and it's a lot of so ums just over and over again, and then and then if you're like me, uh, then for whatever reason, this is what I do. Uh, the one topic I choose to talk about when I have nothing else to talk about is the lamest to- uh, topic you could ever talk about, and that's the weather. Like really, Steve? Yeah, yeah, the weather. And so, like, if I'm if I'm in an awkward conversation with someone I have nothing in common with, I'm like, S- so. uh you It's supposed to be like 42 degrees today. <laughs> Yeah, like a four and a two, right? It's crazy. It's like not too hot, but I know, 42, what are you going to do, right? And like you try to come up with something, but it's so awkward and it's so difficult because, because is what we do. We gravitate towards people like us. We like people like us. Now, here's the only, here's the only kind of issue with that. The only issue is no one is exactly like you no one is exactly like you even your best friend that you have a million things in common with eventually as you kind of like develop in that relationship you will find that there's a difference you'll find that this person is not exactly like you right or maybe maybe you'll find yourself in a circle surrounded by people that you have nothing in common with and so if you if you only hang out with people that are exactly like you eventually maybe not right now maybe not right now but but eventually you find yourself surrounded by no one because no one is exactly like you. And so and so this kind of this kind of brings up the question. And this is this is the number one question that I want to I want to talk about tonight. And that's this, how how do you like people that aren't like you? How do you like people that aren't like you? Because because you and I naturally gravitate towards people like us. So what do you do? How do you actually like people that aren't like you? And the crazy thing is when you look when you look at the life of Jesus, what you find is that Jesus had the exact opposite response that we naturally do. I mean, I mean, especially around Christmas time, you look at the people that he hung out with and you find a secret to liking people that aren't like you. And so what I want to do is actually want to look at how Jesus responded to this question. So if you would grab your Bibles, they're like right around you, probably in your lap. I want to look at Philippians chapter 2, and it's on page 1,179. So page 1179. Nine. We're going to look at Philippians chapter 2. And uh, many of you might remember that last week we also taught from Philippians chapter 2. And last week we talked about, man, how do you get over this get more mindset, especially around Christmas? We start thinking about kind of what can we get, what are the things that we can have. And what we found last week in the first couple of verses of Philippians chapter 2 is that Paul was actually saying, the way to get over this get more mindset is to actually give yourself away and specifically to give away your time. And then after he talks about giving away your time, he moves on to this this topic right here about relationships, about relationships. In other words, he's trying to answer the question that you and I are asking, which is how do you like people that are nothing like you when you're in relationships? And so this is how he starts off. It's on page 1179. This is Philippians chapter 2. Check it out. Philippians 2, starting in verse 5, he says this, in your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus. Okay, so, so, so like right at the beginning, what he's saying is, I know, I know that you're wanting to know kind of how do you navigate these relationships. Like what do you do when the person that you're hanging out with has nothing in common with you? What do you do when you find a difference and when they're nothing like you because we naturally like people like us? So this is what Paul says. He says in your relationships with one another, what you need to do is have the same mindset as Christ Jesus. And then he does something really cool, something that maybe you, you have never been aware of before. But what Paul does next is he quotes a song. He quotes a song. In fact, he doesn't just quote any song. Uh, many historians believe that the next couple of verses are actually the oldest recorded Christian song ever made. which means which means that like you know before before there was oceans and, and before there was this, I believe, Christians would get together and what we're getting ready to read are the songs that they would sing. These are the things that as like H12 back in the day would kind of get together. These are the songs that they would sing. And, and, and what's, what's, what's really cool about this is as you kind of do some like digging, what you find is that the early Christians were actually known as people that sang to God all the time. In fact, if you like if you're not really into the Bible or you're not really into the whole Jesus thing, you might actually find this pretty interesting. Um, that there was a guy named Pliny who was a governor in Rome, okay? And this guy was not a Christian. Didn't believe in Jesus. Had heard about the resurrection but didn't really buy into that. And he was a governor that was born like 50 years after the resurrection. Of Jesus, And his boss told him, there's too many Christians walking around. Like, there's too many people that are following this Jesus guy. I need you to find out what you can about these followers of the way, about these Christians. And, and, and this is what he actually writes to his boss. So a guy named Pliny actually writes this to his boss. This is what he says. They meet, talking about Christians, he says, they meet on a certain day before light where they gather. And this is what they do. And they sing hymns to Christ as to a God. In other words, this guy named Pliny is like, I don't get it because these Christians they get together and they wake up really early and then they start singing to Jesus as if he's like a God. It's so like like Pliny could not understand why these Christians would gather and why they would sing. And who knows, who knows? But maybe some of the songs that Pliny actually heard, maybe one of the songs, was this one right here. And so this is how the song actually begins, starting in verse six. I'm not going to sing it because I don't know the tune uh, of it because it's pretty old. Um, And so this is what they would say. They would say, Jesus, okay, who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, this is what he did instead. Even though he was equal to God, even though he was made of the same stuff as God, this is what he did. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. And see, see what this song is saying is that, is that Jesus was made of the same stuff as God the Father. In fact, Jesus wasn't just like God. Jesus was God. Jesus is God. Jesus will always be God. And what he's saying right here is that Jesus is just far different than you and I. It, like, like he has nothing in common with us. And yet what he did, even though he was just like God, even though he was equal to God, he stooped down and he came to the earth that he created. In fact, around Christmas time, this is what we celebrate, right? Like, like we celebrate, we celebrate the fact that Jesus, even though he was God, became a man for us. Like Jesus moved into the neighborhood and he sat down with us. And he hung out with us. In other words, even though Jesus was nothing like us, he liked us, <laughs> which is crazy. See, see, even though Jesus was nothing like you, even though Jesus had nothing in common with you, he liked you. In fact, not only, not only does he like you, he loves you. Man, he loves you so much that he was willing to leave his seat in heaven on a throne and come and sit down right next to you. Even though he was over you, even though he was above you, even though he had nothing in common with you, and then not only did he sit with you, but he died for you. That he loved you so much that he would actually sacrifice himself on the cross for you because he loved you. And what Paul is saying is that even though Jesus was nothing like us, he liked us. And so what I want you to do with one another, what I want you to like, how I want you to treat one another in your relationships is even though someone may not be like you, I want you to like them. I want you to hang out with them, even though you may have nothing in common with them. In other words, how do you, how do you like people? Like specifically, how do you like people that aren't like you? I think I think one thing Paul may say is, like, sit with them. Sit with them. In fact, I came up with something, and you may think it's cheesy. I kind of think it's cheesy, too, but it helps me remember it. <laughs> Sit with them. Sit with them. Even when you don't fit with them. Sit with them even when you don't fit with them. Even, even though there's, there's, there's nothing you may have in common, I think, I think what Jesus showed us is that he sat with us and he hung out with us. Even though, even though he had nothing in common with us. Sit with them even when you don't fit with them. And this is, um, I, think, I think for you and for me, I think there's like three main areas that God may actually be calling you to sit with someone. Okay, three, and, and, and they may not all apply to you. Some may apply more than others. But here's the three areas that I think God would say to you, man, if, if, if you've been encouraged by Jesus, when you recognize what Jesus has done for you, I want you to do that for other people. Sit with them even when you don't fit with them. And the three places are um, on the bus, at the lunch table, and here, and here. The bus, lunch table, and here. Um, so so at the bus, uh, or rather on the bus. When I was a uh, freshman in high school, uh, I rode the bus, which was awful, okay? I think uh, here's here's what I've discovered. When you're a kid, you hate the bus. And then when you're an adult, you still hate the bus because it causes traffic. Like, no matter who you are, no matter where you come from, like, everyone just hates riding on the bus. Uh, I don't know what it is. Like, th- the other thing about kind of riding the bus, um, I don't know if this is true for, like, a bus that you've ever ridden, but I don't know where they pick up some of the people that, like, are on the bus. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't even think they go to your school, but they're, like, the weirdest, most awkward people on the planet, right? And they're, like, hanging out on the bus, and you're like, where where on earth did this person come from? And uh, that was definitely true for me. That was true for me when I was um, when I was in high school. Uh, I rode I rode the bus, and there was this guy that was on the bus that uh, he he like he like smelled really bad. You know what I'm saying? Like like do you know those people that like they've got a ten foot radius of smell? That, like, you don't even have to be, like, sitting next to him and you smell him, you know? Like, I could have walked on that bus blindfolded, and I could have told you simply by smell whether or not he was on the bus. This guy, I'm telling you, this guy reeked, and He was... And and in addition to, like, smell it, like, 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 he had, like, the BO and the pit stains. Have you ever seen when pit stains join? You know? Yeah, like, dude, I'm telling you, it was... Yeah, whatever you're thinking in your head, it was worse than that. I'm telling you, like, the smell, the smell by itself was awful, and he always wore the same, like, just ratchet shirt, you know? Like, it was, it, I'm telling you, it was it was the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. And then he had, like, I'm pretty sure he was a sophomore, but, he, like, half his hair was gray, you know? And it was like, dude, I think you should wash your hair. I think that might, like, change things for you. Um, and then, this is, this is like, kind of to top it all off, I, I don't know... I don't know, like, even to this day, I don't know if he's ever seen uh, a toothbrush. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, he not only had, a had like, a rug on his teeth, it was, like, it was like a shag carpet, you know? It was, like, from the 70s, like, thick, nasty. I, like, I couldn't tell where one tooth began and another one ended. Like, it was awful. It was bad. And so, as you can imagine, this guy that reeked and smelled bad and looked bad, he obviously was on the bus and he obviously sat all by himself. No one ever dared even sit near him. Again, he had this, like, radius around him right and that's how it was until one day until one one day something extraordinary happened god spoke and he spoke to me he said um i think he said that i think he like <laughs> he said uh he said, "I want, I want you to go sit with him." And I was like, "You, mean, like, like, no, no, you mean the guy next to him, right? Like, like not him. God, God, have you seen this guy? Have you smelled this guy, God? Like, I'm telling you, that, like, there's no way you're saying that you want me to go sit with him." And he was like, "Yeah, no, I, I want you to, to go sit down next to him." And so I start telling, like I start giving God all these excuses, like, like God, like there's not, like God, he smells bad. I don't think he's ever brushed. Like for the sake of my own health, I might catch a disease. You know, God, like I don't think you're like asking me to do something that's good for me. And, and not to mention, like my set, like what are people gonna think when they see that I'm sitting down next to this guy? They might actually think I'm friends with this guy. God, God, do you know what that's gonna? Why, why on earth should I sit down next to this guy? And I still remember what God said to me. He said, because I sat down next to you. Because even though you and I had nothing in common, even though from my perspective, bro, you stank, (laughs) and you were dirty, and you were sinful, I sat down next to you. So now I want you to go sit down next to him. And uh, I don't know if you have ever had a moment where, like, he, like, like God asked you to do something and you really didn't want to do it, but you kind of knew that eventually you were gonna have to do it. And so it was kind of one of the. If you haven't done that, by the way, it's it's the most like exhilarating feeling of your life when you're actually like you actually listen to what God says. And uh, and so I got up and I sat down next to this guy that I had nothing in common with. And um, you know, I did the I did the like looking off in the distance, and I'm like, so. Uh, uh, do, you, do you ride the bus often? You know, like, I mean, I don't know what to say. And I'm like, I hear it's going to be like 42 degrees, bro. It's like, whoa, you know, it's like not hot. Not, like, like I'm trying to kind of come up with something and talk to this guy. And then from that point on, every single day I got on the bus and I sat down next to this guy. Because God kept saying, I need you to sit down next to him. And every time I would protest and every time I would say, God, I, you, don't, you don't get it. God said, dude, I sat down next to you. And I want you to sit down next to him. So that's the bus. Maybe maybe for you, you got a guy that you see on the bus or a girl that you see on the bus and she's always by herself or he's always by herself. And maybe, maybe God's saying, that's who I want you to sit with. Or maybe for you, it's at the lunch table lunch table is such a, like, weird, funny place, you know, it's like, it's like where friendships are made and, and it's where people have a good time and you're, like, you know, tweeting and taking pictures and stuff. Like, between the hours of 11 and 1 p.m. Uh, every single day, Twitter goes nuts with, like, lunchroom pictures, right? Because you're like, it's you and your friends and it's people like you and you're having such a good time. But, like, we've, we've all seen, like, those people... And like maybe you've seen them, but you've kind of chosen to ignore them because you'd rather not get sad thinking about someone spending lunch all by themselves. But you've seen them. And maybe God is saying to you, hey, remember when you were lonely and I sat down next to you? What would it look like for you to sit down next to them? and i know i know it's going to be awkward it's going to be weird it's going to be it's going to be tough like having a conversation with that person but what if, what if what if the same way jesus who was god and had nothing in common with you and was nothing like you and yet he liked you what would it look like for you to actually do that for someone else or maybe it's here Like, like, like so many of you, you come here and you got your group of friends and, and and maybe for you, the reason that you're here is because your group of friends invited you. And I love that, man. Like, I love watching groups of people walk in together. And like some of you, you know, you get here, but your friends aren't here yet. So you kind of hang out outside. Then once your crew gets here, then, then you kind of like walk in, you know, like you got to make sure that you're always with them. And maybe, maybe for you, maybe you're not there yet, but maybe for you, what God is saying to you right now is sit with that guy sit with that girl. I know I know that you like sitting with your friends. Maybe maybe you don't even have to sacrifice sitting with your friends. Maybe you just call that person over. And who knows? What God could do in their life and who knows what God could do in your life by being Jesus to someone else. I mean I mean imagine if if what we were known for What if what if we were known as a place where when you go someone's always going to sit down next to you. What if, what if we were known as a place that was so inclusive and so welcoming that people saw Jesus before the service even started because people love one another the same way Jesus loved us? Because, I mean, it's one thing, you know, to like sing these songs together, which we should do, and it's another thing to hear this message, but it's something totally different for you to love one another and sit down with one another, even though you may not have anything in common with that person. Maybe, just maybe, that's the thing that that person is waiting for before they get in the baptismal tub and say yes to Jesus. Maybe it's you being Jesus to them. Sit with them, sit with them, even even when you don't fit with them. Let me go ahead and pray for you. God, I, I, uh, I love these students, and I, I love the potential of what you could do through them. And I know you've got um, some really, 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 like, big plans for them. And I know that part of those big plans are that you... Uh, Maybe in the way that they love one another, you start broadcasting your love to other people. And so, God, what I pray and what I ask is that these students, first that they would recognize how you left your throne in heaven and you came and you sat down right next to us, even though you were nothing like us and you love us and God I pray that you would encourage these students to love one another and sit with one another and do life with one another even though even though they may not have anything in common with one another because here's what I know if they're here the one thing they have in common is you and so I pray that you would encourage these students to have the same attitude as that of Christ Jesus who being in the very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage, but he made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant, and he humbled himself and became obedient to you, and obedient to death, even death on a cross. So God, I pray that you would remind us just What a great gap it was for you to sit with us, and I pray that specifically you would point out, whether it's the bus, whether it's it's here, or whether it's at the lunchroom table, where we need to sit with one another. Thank you for loving us. In Jesus' name, amen.